sky from me Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard in the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Thank you for tuning in to the Emperor's Court, the best show in online gaming talk and what have you. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, here's how you can get in contact with me. If you want to get in on the show, it's real simple. You can join us in IRC at irc.solidirc.com. We are in channel 1G, that's the number 1 and the letter G. You can hit me up on AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP, the number 1, the letter G. Or if you'd like to communicate with me by via email, which a lot of you have been doing the last two weeks, which I appreciate, you can uh, email me at emperor1g at cox, C-O-X, dot net. Real quick, I want to thank our sponsors, the HarborBlueGroup.com, for going ahead and footing the bill for the Shoutcast server and what have you, and RadioLinkNet.com. The new website for the network is going up. It is completed, ladies and gentlemen. It hasn't gone live because we are in the process of uploading all of the old shows, all of the old archive shows, mine as well as the State of Warcraft, uh, Zerum vs. the Internet, the original ones, as well as the articles that is all being painstakingly added, more than likely for the for expedience sake, what we're probably going to do is just dump them into one giant thread kind of form style like we have now, and we'll work in the archive system at a later time. Uh, but it is complete. It will be going live. We just, again, we want to make sure uh, all the old shows are up there because we are constantly getting in new listeners every single week to both of the shows on the network. We want to make sure that you can go ahead and download the old archives and see what all the hype is about and get in on discussions from past because in a lot of cases, most of them are still relevant. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Baron Von Gos, who is in the house, literally, somewhere. I do not know if he'll be uh, stopping in later on. He may. If so, I'm sure he'll go ahead and uh, throw out a uh, hello and a 
in preparation for all of you faithful. Now, my apologies for not being on the air two weeks ago. Actually, it would have been last week. I was out of town at a uh, 4th of July party that happens after the 4th of July, obviously. Um, it was a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. I decided uh, not to come back until, uh, well, way too late to go ahead and do the show. I meant to do a makeup show, and then I figured this is a topic I'd rather do with a live audience rather than one I just record, so there you go. So my apologies for not having a show last week. I just want to let you know a programming note, uh, heads up now, is that in the future... Yes, come here, hun. Kiss and hugs. Good night. Oh, I see the Baron's putting the little one to bed. That saves me the trouble, although I thought she was in bed already. Ah, uh, kids. They're a wonderful thing. At any rate, uh, two weeks ago, uh, the topic of discussion was I had asked you, the listener, and you, the player, what you wanted to do, or what would you like the gaming industry to do? One thing that we have all noticed, that games recently have actually been pretty crummy uh, as far as options go. They're pretty much just regurgitated crap. Nothing, no new features, same tired old storylines... When they do have a storyline, so the question I pose to you is, in future games, upcoming games, what is it that you yourself wanted to see, wanted to hear, something along those lines? At any rate, what we got back, what I got is actually some very good ideas. Now, I called the best ones that I could. C-U-L-L-E-D. Look it up. And I, I, it's kind of hypocritical if you think about it, because here I am saying, well, what do you want... You know, the industry do since they won't listen to you, I will. And here I am picking only the good ones from all the different ideas you sent in. Folks, I could spend hours and hours and hours going over the ideas that you sent in. All right? The fact of the matter is we have a limited amount of time. If there's a couple of very good discussions, we will get to them. We'll incorporate them. We'll add more if need be in a, in a future show. Um, but I, because of expedience sake, I can only take so many. So I, I picked the four or five really good ones. I'm sorry, before I just interrupt that programming note, August, I think it is 4th, which is a Sunday. I believe that's two weeks or three weeks from now. Yeah, go ahead, look, look up on the counter, tell me, which one is it? All right, it's Sunday the 6th, I'm sorry, Sunday the 6th. Just so you know, I will not be here. There will be an Empress Court one way or another. I'm trying to find a guest host if I can. Um, I am going to be in Baltimore for the annual Otakon convention. It is a uh, Japanese cultural and anime uh, convention that me and Mystic Mim go to every year. I know I've met a few of you over the years that have also gone to the convention. I'm pretty easy to spot with my pimping 1G hat that uh, Omni Slash many a moon ago got us when Mystic Mim and I broadcast at the World Cyber Games in 2004 at CompUSA in Columbus, Ohio. And he was nice enough. Apparently his uh, mom uh, owned an embroidery shop and had a couple of cool hats made up for me and Mystic Mim. So we occasionally wear those down to the game room. And you'd be surprised how many people we'd run into. So I will not be here, but God willing, we will have a show host for you. There you have it. All right, uh, before we get into the uh, meat of the discussion, which is what is it that you wanted to see games coming, I have a couple anecdotes I want to I want to talk about, a couple stories. First off is this. I, For those of you who are in a clan, and it doesn't matter what particular game you play, whether it be Warcraft, World of Warcraft, whether it be Quake or Counter-Strike or EverQuest 2 or whatever it is you play, a guild or a clan, 
do you, as a player, constantly look to improve yourself? And I'm not talking about improving yourself as a player. I'm saying improving your situation. Are you constantly looking for a new clan or a, a new guild? Is it an ego thing for you if you do? I mean, do you have to be wanted all the time? Do you have to... Are, are Is being a clan whore exactly what you want? Do you want to continue... The reason I ask this is over the last month, we've caught four of our of our members, our players, who for whatever reason have applied at other clans for different reasons. Now, if that's what you want to do, if you want to go ahead and apply for another clan or another guild, that's your prerogative. I mean, it's in World of Warcraft especially, you're paying 15 bucks the same as I am. But you know what? It's common decency to leave the clan you're in and then go seeking for something better, if that's what you're truly looking for. I mean, that's all, that's all I personally ask. Is be up front of it. Say, guys, this isn't the clan for me, or I'm looking to do this, that, or the other, or I'm looking to do, you know, something else. Get to bed. Keep pulling my damn mic out. My apologies, folks. I mean, how hard is it to just hit G quit and say, I tell guys, look, this isn't the thing for me. I'm looking for this. I'm looking to approve myself, or they promised me a blowjob, or whatever. You quit, and then you put your application in for another clan. Where do you get off putting in an application for a clan, not telling the current clan you're in about it, in the hopes that, what, if you don't get accepted, at least you've got a fallback? I mean, to me, that it's not just bad-mannered, it's not just rude, it's, it's immature. And it shows that you're not much of a man, or a standard person, for that matter. Man or woman. Have some honesty. And for those of you out there who have done this, and, and I know a couple of you are listening tonight, did you really think I wouldn't find out about it? Did you really think that, I mean, hey, we're friends with damn everybody on our server. We know everybody. You didn't think that when you put down as your previous clan ours that you weren't going to be found out? And, and I don't want to say this is just World of Warcraft, although this this tends to, to happen a great, and I know some months ago I had a discussion about the the transferring of, of of guilds and clans the the turnover rate just seems to be excessive in the world of Warcraft at least on, on our server of MacTheridan and I don't know if it's just because it's if it's an immaturity thing because it turns out most of these guys are 16 17 8 years 18 years old now we have a very strict 18 over policy if you want to join on World of Warcraft occasionally if we've been working with you for a while we might relax it for a year or two but these are people that told us straight out that they were either 18 or over. So one, you lied. And I know you lied because when you put your application in for these other clans, you put down your real age. I don't understand why you would do that, but if you're going to lie to us, you might as well keep lying. But you didn't. And then you get upset and you can't figure out why it is you get booted from our clan. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah, you did. You went and applied for somebody else. You went behind our back. You weren't honest. Uh, yeah, but you can't blame me. Why not? I mean, would you guys do the same thing? If it was your clan or your guild and you found somebody out that was applying elsewhere behind your back, what would you do? Would you boot them? 
who just say, oh, that's okay, don't worry about it. Hey, if they don't take you, at least you got a home here. Do you really want to count on that person for raid night or for PvP night or for anything? Uh, one of the guy o owed a loan to our clan bank. Never paid it back. Wasn't substantial, but that's not really the point. I know, I know, I you're hitting me on AIM saying, well, what do you expect? Do you expect maturity in a video game? You know what, to a degree I do. I've always been in the opinion that if you're paying 15 bucks a month, you sure as hell, you know, got to have a credit card or have a parent that has a credit card. I, I expect most of you to be a little older. I would think, I would hope. It's a bit like cheating on your wife. Thank you, Enlightenment. Violent Cow wants to burn them at the stake. That's nice. I, to me, it's just a pet peeve. Yeah, I, it's not just a pet peeve, but it... And perhaps I'm taking it a little more personally than most. I mean, I, I've been gaming for a long time. I mean, it's not something I'm serious about. Not, I mean, yes and no, there are aspects about it that I am. But, you know, it, it's no different than, than uh, the place I work. I mean, I expect my employees, if they're going to apply somewhere else, then you know what, I, and I've even told them, when I hired them, I said, if you ever decide to go elsewhere, be a man or a woman and tell me ahead of time. So that you give, if you respect me enough to tell me you're going elsewhere so that I can start looking for a replacement. Far be it from me, I will never begrudge somebody for looking for a better job that pays them more money. That's capitalism, baby, I'm all for it. And this is no different. At least have the common decency to say, you know what, don't even give me a reason. You know what? I don't even need one. Just say, guys, thanks for the uh, ride or thanks for the you know the time. It was great playing with you. Good luck. G quit and then go ahead and put as many applications as you want. Because there's one player who we caught and denied it. Denied it to the hilt to everybody in the clan. And then, of course, we copied and pasted the thread on the clan's website that they applied to. Oops. So, he got kicked from, from our guild. The clan he was applying to happens to be a, a very close friend of ours. They wouldn't take him in. So, then he applied to a third guild, and they took him because they take everybody. So, I sent him a whisper, and I told their clan leader exactly what he'd done. He got kicked out of that guild. Turns out that he'd applied for a fourth clan while in the third one. He got kicked from that one. So there you have it. We have 125 very solid players, and we're, we're glad to have all of them. And I, I can honestly tell you, in the year and some months that I've played this game, because I have taken months off and breaks, our entire clan has, and we've only had a few bad apples. It's just that the, these, in fact, I kicked two today because, and thanks to Black Meanie for hunting them down, because he's bored at work, so he's hunting around the net because he's, I don't know if he's in tech support or what the hell he does, but he had the time, he found him out, and I appreciate his stooping in detective skills. So, I, it's just, I understand that this is per, talking from my personal clan. It just seems relevant. I think everyone has had this experience at one point or another, where you have a guy that's a clan whore just from jumps from one to one to one to one to one. No, this is not the, oh, oh, God. This is not the mafia. This is not the mob. Very funny. Once you leave, you can never come back. You can never leave. That's not true. There's been people who have left over the years we've had no grudge with who 
more usually they either quit the game we were playing or they quit gaming altogether. <laughs> Tear off, you quit us. <laughs> we'll ruin your wildlife. Actually, he uh, transferred off the server. The uh, one guy, the one else, the one that we had him blackballed. He actually transferred off the server because he couldn't get anywhere. He he can get into small guilds because nobody, you know, they were so desperate for players they didn't care. The problem is these small clans weren't going anywhere. Oops. What I didn't get is the one guy applied for. Uh, we're doing molten core. And we're doing Zogurub. And we're doing them. We're doing Zogurub especially very well. We've just started molten core this week. We've done very well in ZG. We had the tiger boss. We downed him on the second attempt. The second time we've ever even seen the guy. Um, we're doing what is it? Five bosses or six bosses in two and a half hours now. And we just started a, four weeks ago. So we're doing very well. And we just started molten core. Instead, he applies for a clan that's not doing any of them. But they are advertising to expect to start doing it in the end of August. So I don't know. I, I And the argument is he was leaving to for an upgrade. Go figure. And you know what? And I'm all for that. If you think you're, you're going to a better clan, they're going to offer you better loot rules or what have you, I am all for that. Mechahawk, anything done to Tyros' life would be an improvement. Slap! And the IRC skirmishes continue between the two. <laughs> between them all. Yeah, I know my the, the guards are running ZG now, and they're poking fun at me because I am not going. I, I've been sick all week, folks. Between I've been being busy all this week. I, Wednesday especially, I was sick as a dog. We did very well. ZG is easy. Screed, kiss my ass. It's not easy. It can be easy if you have a coordinated guild, and we do. Everything we do by clockwork, it's... For us, it's easy. And I'll tell you why it's not easy. I personally... Went running. Me and five of my guys went in with another clan um, called to the um, what is it? It's a good day to die, which lasted all of a week. They had a, they were advertising 100 level 60s and they were dead within a week. And I kid you not, they were. We went with them on two separate Zogura runs. We wiped twice on the bats going up to the bat boss, twice on the bat boss, and then quit. We tried the next night with another group of people from the same guild. Thinking, all right, that first batch, you know, they had no idea what the hell they were doing. They had, I mean, you can't just go in there and just tank it like any other boss. They had no idea of the strategies. They had no coordination. They didn't know. Nobody was leading the raid. It was terrible. It was pathetic. Violent Cow says, realistically, everyone wants the best gear immediately. If they have to roll against another person, they can't handle it. So half the time, people will bail, hoping to get into a group where there's either fully geared or their class or very few. Uh, you know what? And I'm sure that has a lot to do with it, at least in this game, Cal, because a lot of it, I mean, it is gear-based. I, I don't think that's necessarily it, though, because in a lot of those places, they've got to build up DKP before they can get an item, which means they're going to spend just as much time, if not more, before they see these items. Not to mention, if they try and get into a clan that's already got fully equipped players in that uh, you know, particular class, what the hell do they need you for? Are you going to start running Molten Core then if you're doing AQ to gear up people that are just joining? Probably, probably not. Probably not. Molten Core Paladin gear sucks. Yeah, pretty much everybody. The Druids say the same thing. The Druids have been complaining a lot about the new gear that's coming out. So, I mean, there's that. The other quick anecdote I want to I want to get in here is recently I reloaded Rome Total War. I don't know how many of you still remember that. Um, I used to do some play-by-play -play for it back in the day. In fact, I uh, 
I uh, won an award from TotalWar.org, which is the premier site for all the Total War games. And I got uh, Most Helpful Community Member Award in 2005, which was very nice, and I appreciated that. So technically I'm an award-winning broadcaster. At any rate, it's it's a lot of fun. The, for, the, the single-player mode is, and the multiplayer is fantastic. The problem is it doesn't work, which is why we all stop playing it. But just for... I, I started reading this... Um, this Belisarius Roman series done by David Drake and uh, Eric Flint by Ban. And it's it's great. It's a great series. And I started longing for the old Roman game, so I booted up Rome Total War. And I'm having a blast. I'm playing the, uh, one of the Roman factions, and I'm kicking ass. I've conquered Northern Italy, I've conquered Gaul, I've conquered Espania, I've conquered Germania, I've conquered Britannia, I've invaded Northern Africa... I mean, I'm just slapping the world with, you know, a fish. It's great. Well, here's the thing. In Rome Total War, in the single-player mode, there are three Roman factions. There's the Julii, the Brudii, and the Scipii. All three are prominent Roman families. So you can play as any one of three different Roman character, or Roman families. They're all carbon copies. They can all build the same kind of units. You just have different starting locations. You have different leaders. And then you have the Roman Senate. Okay, technically there's four factions. Well, as it turns out, the more successful you become, the more popular with the people you become. The more popular with the people you become, the more pissed off that the Senate becomes at you. So, about 50, 60 turns into the game, it's about 195 BC, the Senate tells me that my faction leader has to commit suicide, or they'll declare me an outlaw of Rome, and everybody will turn on me. Now, keep in mind, all my armies are in Egypt in the Middle East. And I've just conquered Jerusalem. I've got Damascus under siege. I've just conquered Memphis. I've got Basically, I've got the Egyptian Empire on its knees. So I say, you know what? To hell with this. You know, fuck you, Senate. I'm not going to kill my guy. So I reject the, the uh, uh, demand. I immediately go to war with both of the other Roman factions, which are at least as strong as I am, plus the Senate. All right. Okay, I can understand that. That's not the problem, though. It gets better. So now, two-thirds of the civilized world just turned on me. My armies are on the other side of the Mediterranean when everything goes up in smoke. Carthage starts rioting. Gaul, all of my provinces in Gaul start rioting. The Romans, uh, the other Roman faction, move out of southern Italy and out of Rome itself and invade northern Italy, which is where I am. They invade Germania, where I've got no armies other than my garrisons. Um, Spain goes into revolt. Northern Africa is taken over by the Scipii. Once uh, Carthage stops rioting, Alexandria riots, Memphis riots, Thebes riots, Greece goes into rioting. I lose 30,000 garrison soldiers in the rioting. I have to reconquer each one of these cities, and then I have to crucify the population. I literally have to wipe out half the population of each of these cities in order to get them under control. You want to talk about going from rags to riches. In five turns, the game was lost. I had lost 10 provinces. I had another 15 in revolt. I tell you what, the worst one is Ireland. I must have reinvaded Ireland four times. I crucified... They had 20,000 people in this one city. By the time I had finally conquered it, they had less than 700. And they were still rioting. And my garrison was bigger than their population. It was that bad. Oh, I got owned. I got destroyed. It wasn't even funny. Actually, it was, and I was laughing about it because a couple of us were talking at work when we were dead the other day, and I was explaining to him what happened. I just got sissy-slapped. It was terrible. I mean, when I took the field, because 
you can take one of the things about Rome Total War is you can either have the computer auto resolve the battle for you, which means you take what you get. Most of the time, you're going to lose a lot more men in the battle than you normally would, and you don't always win, even if you have the advantage because the computer's dumb, at least when it plays for you. When you take the field, you get to fight the battle yourself, which can be time consuming, especially for fighting four or five battles in a turn. So I have I had to reinvade Alexandria, and I have these. They're called Onagers. O-N-A-G-R-E-R-S. That's how they're spelled. Onagers. And they're giant friggin' catapults. So I beat down the walls of Alexandria, and I start to march in. And what should be waiting for me inside are these are these Egyptian heavy chariots. And they got these giant turning blades on the side of the wheels. So they come running down the streets of Alexandria, and they just cut into my legionnaires. And you can see them go up and down. They just start cutting them left and right. And you can see all your legionnaires falling, uh, you know, falling down. And they're writhing in the ground, and they're dying, and they're cut in half. And ball oh, was a massacre. So I reloaded the game. <laughs> I, I saved it, and I reloaded the game. And this time, when they asked me to commit suicide, I said yes. All right, the Senate's happy. They leave me alone. Not a problem. Three turns go by, then they demand that my new faction leader commit suicide because he's too popular. I committed suicide six times until I ran out of faction leaders, and my faction got destroyed because I didn't know I didn't have any more family members. And the game was over. Fuck you, Senate. Fuck you. Oh, it's a great game. But I tell you, just when you think you're doing great, it turns on you in a heartbeat. That's... <laughs> Uh, see, up oh, there you go. By yeah, you guys agree with me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know. Fast Expand wants to know if you can play as the Roman Senate. I do know that you can unlock all the factions, even the ones you're not supposed to be able to play. You can do that by editing the file. I, I don't believe you can play as the Senate. I believe it crashes the game if you try. I think it'd be cool, but keep in mind you're starting off with one city. When all the other Roman factions start for three or four, what the hell are you going to do with one city? And you can't control the other Roman factions. So you're, I mean, in the middle of Italy, you can't expand anywhere. All right, Neo Machine says, hey, your Rome campaign sounds like my England campaign in medieval where the world was conquered except for Sicily and Cyprus. And then in the same turn, the Holy Roman Empire, the Russians, the Danes all appear, and the Vatican decides to attack central France. <laughs> Uh, machine, what you do, you just bend over and say, can I have another at that point? It's pretty bad when even the Pope turns on you. <laughs> Actually, Rome has another expansion out. I don't know if anybody knows. I just found out. It just came out in uh, June. It's uh, called Alexander. And they've already had an expansion out called Barbarian Invasion, which takes place... It's the Byzantine Empire. It's an Eastern and Western Empire around 400 AD. Well, 300 AD the latter stages of the Roman Empire. And it's actually a very good expansion. But I guess they have a second one that came out. It's called Alexander. And it's all about um, Alexander's Wars. It, it has all of Armenia and all of Persia added to the map. And I guess it's really cool. I haven't actually picked it up yet. I don't know if I'll have time. Yeah, Mechahawk says that there are four Roman factions, but you can only play the Senate in multiplayer. Because that's the one I was played in, the, in multiplayer. So I was always the Senate. I just think purple's cool. It's, a, it's the color of royalty. Shut up, Tiroth. Uh, here comes the gay remark. I know it is. Damn. All four the the Danes, the Russians, the Holy Romans, and the Vatican turn on you. 
Uh, what are you going to do? I, the only, I liked Medieval Total War 2. I always played the Byzantine. And I didn't realize at the time that they were the strongest one to start off with. And I, I started off in the campaign. And it says hard mode. So I, I tried it and I kicked everybody's ass. They had those uh, Vanderin guards that are just unstoppable. And their uh, cataphracts, their uh, Bushilari cavalry. Evil, evil men with big maces. I started uh, Solution Empire last night, a solution game. Um, you know, the Seleucids, like, okay, you people don't know. When Alexander's empire broke up, it broke up into four kingdoms. The Seleucids was one of them. You want to talk about not having a pot to piss in. They don't have anything. They've got five cities guarded by militiamen, which are basically some schmuck peasant that you pulled out of his house, gave him a, a spear and said, you're in the army, son. They suck. Thanks, Enlightenment. I, yeah, appreciate that. Do you like boys as well? Which is weird, because if you play uh, Solutions in the uh, a multiplayer, you get to use whatever range of, of units they're allowed. Armored elephants, you know, scythe chariots, which are the ones with the big blades on the sides, cataphrag heavy cavalry with giant friggin' maces. Yeah, that's what I'm playing now is the Julii. I, it just seems like it's harder to me. Because you got to fight the Gaul, and then you got to fight the Germans, and then you got to fight the Celts. I mean, if you can last longer, and the problem is you've got the Pontus to the north, who don't like you, you got the Greeks to the east, and they don't like, or the west, and they don't like you, and you got the Egyptians to yourself, and the Egyptians are arguably a very imbalanced and the strongest team in the game, army in the game, and they don't like you. No, solutions do not kick ass. You've got to live long enough to get there. The only benefit is you get a lot of money because of all the trade going to China. That's the only thing you got to prey on. Because you don't have you you don't have a prayer otherwise you are toast. Yeah, you do. You got it's not just teching and solutions. You got to live long enough. It's a tough game. Some parts and I'm playing at the very hard mode. Because come on, that's the only thing that's really challenging. You know what? I don't know if I'm getting back. I'm being asked if I'm getting back to multiplayer. I doubt it. We're doing so well in World of Warcraft right now that I don't know that I necessarily want to switch gears. You gotta have a good guerrilla camp. Mecca says you gotta have a good guerrilla uh, campaign against any of against the Julia. You haven't needed against any of the Romans. A lot of hit and run stuff. I tell you what, if you wanna play Seleucids, you gotta hire a lot of mercenaries. You gotta hire Cretian archers. You gotta get, you know, Numidian. Well, actually, now Numidians aren't over there. You gotta get uh, uh, those. Uh, there's some Parthians and Persian uh, mercenaries you can buy. I mean, that's your bread and butter, baby. You gotta get some mercenaries because you're not going anywhere otherwise. Yeah, Neo, Neo Machine says, well, the trick is you got to incapacitate the Parthians and the Egyptians at the same time you're fucked. And how are you supposed to do that when you got militia hoplites? Literally, you got guys with giant 18-foot spears, a shield, and no idea how to use them. They've got no morale, and if you fart at them the wrong way, they'll run. That is the army you start with. Maghawk is complaining, saying, in Barbarian Invasion, the, the worst part is getting attacked by four full hordes of Goths or Ostrogoths in one battle, which is about 40... Yeah, it's about 40, 40 units. And you just get just overrun. And the cool thing about it is, if you actually play the battles, uh, as you kill the guys, they remain on the ground. I mean, they die and they just fall over. So you may have 7,000 units on the screen, and if they die, they stay there. So you can see right where a fierce hand-to-hand -hand combat happens, because you'll just see bodies piled on top of bodies of two or three different armies. It's It's... Yeah. Kind of gory, actually. 
You're the MacGyver of Shalusia. Okay. All right, we're done talking to Mecca. What? What is this you called him the other day? Mecca Hawk called Tiroth the MacGyver of the special education class. <laughs> How's that for a title? <laughs> I know, I know. We're way past the break. All right, folks, we're going to hit the break. We'll be back in about two minutes, and we'll get back to your emails uh, regarding what it is you want to see in games. And uh, we'll get back to that in, uh, again, just a minute. This advertisement brought to you by Britney Spears' Guide to Hoeing and Drinking. Pop diva Britney Spears wants to teach you how to party like a rock star. This step-by-step -step DVD tutorial will teach you how to drink and sleep your way through a weekend. She'll show you how to ruin your reputation overnight and how to date married men with kids. And if that wasn't enough, she'll even show you how to destroy your marriage in a matter of weeks. Sure, this may sound like a crappy life, but remember, everything looks better when you're wasted and she's rich, so it must work. That's the Britney Spears Guide to Hoeing and Drinking. G'day mates, Foster's Australian Beer here. We would like to take this opportunity to please remind all our customers to please drink responsibly while playing World of Warcraft. If you are aware of a guildmate playing World of Warcraft while intoxicated, please, for his own safety, ask for his CD key. Should he refuse to give you his CD key, it is your responsibility to the community to take it from him. Friends, don't let friends raid drunk. Remember, Foster's. Australian for beer, Paladin. Australian for pussy. This important community announcement brought to you by Forster's Beer Company of Australia. Racism and homophobic cruelty is rampant in the gaming community today. To combat this, the Community for Gaming Online Diversity, or GOD for short, wants players to remember to be sensitive to their opponent's feelings and views. So, before you celebrate the defeat of your opponent, which can lead to some awkward moments, think on the following examples. Before you yell, OWNED, at your African-American friend, instead yell, EMANCIPATED. Rather than mock your Native American enemy by yelling, OWNED, instead yell, CASINO. And for you Arab players out there, before you blow up your Jewish friend's base with those goblin sappers, don't scream OWNED at him, instead yell JIHAD! Remember your fellow man when gaming because God wants you to be nice. Mystic Mim here to talk to you about a worldwide web epidemic. Every day, thousands of noobs flood online games and chat rooms, annoying and pissing off the rest of us. By donating five cents a day to Adopt a Noob, we can keep thousands of 12-year-olds offline. Adopt a Noob will send porn to your adopted noob's parents' email under your noob's name, guaranteeing he'll be banned from the internet for good. Please, help us help you by adopting a noob. Help keep the internet moron-free for just pennies a day. Thank you.
This is Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, the listening to the Emperor the Cat Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. So don't turn that dial. We'll be back. It's all about the game and how you play it. All about your drone if you can take it. All about your dead if you can play it. It's all about pain and who's gonna make it. I am the game, you don't wanna play me. I am control, no way you can shake me. Folks, we're back here in the Emperor's Court. This is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. And I got to tell you, folks, you want dedication. This is how much I like you. It is 91 degrees outside with the heat index. I'm inside with the windows closed and no air conditioning. I'm looking at the thermometer on the sidewall. It is 97 degrees in this room. And here I am talking to you. What does that tell you? I'm doing it naked. What do you expect? Not wearing any clothes. No, I'm kidding. At any rate, a couple things. If you want to join us and uh, get in the conversation, we're about to discuss what we've been waiting for for basically two weeks. Join us at uh, irc.solidirc.com. Uh, that is, uh, we can you can join us in the uh, 1G channel. It's number one in the letter G. You can hit us up at uh, AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP, the number one in the letter G. Or you can join us up and uh, send me an email, actually, at emperor1g at cox.cox.net. Just so you know, there you go. Don't say I didn't ever give you anything. All right, quick. Um, I promise to get this out there. Information on a Quake 1 tournament. That is right. Every Sunday, and actually it's kind of ironic, I believe this actual tournament has taken place already. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't go down the air till 9 o'clock, and I was not here last week. However, I did promise that I would uh, get this out to you. Quake1.com, which I don't know how many of you remember, I spoke with them a couple weeks ago when I found out that Quake1 is making a uh, is making a comeback. Well, they're trying to revitalize the community at any rate. Um, yeah, Quake1.com. O-N-E, actually spelled out. Uh, just so you know, uh, I'm going to give a little bit of advertisements. They have a uh, contest, I'm sorry, a two-on-two Rocket Arena uh, tournament going. Actually, it starts on Monday, uh, the 10th, which was last week, I believe, or actually it was this week, last Monday. Uh, you can get the details at Quake1.com, just so you know, they are starting. Uh, it's going to be played on the uh, Clan HDZ uh, server. All the information and what have you is on Quake1.com, but they wanted me to go ahead and advertise it for them, and I am more than happy to do so. So if you can get you and a buddy, download the old Quake1 client, and you can figure out what the hell you're doing, and if you haven't lost your skills, like mine have, eroded terribly after eight years of inactivity, and I simply don't have the time to get them back to where they used to be, uh, then please sign up for that tournament. I believe it was played uh, every Sunday. It's a, yeah, it's a two-on-two net Quake. It's a CA tournament, so it's on. And it's sponsored by Hayes and Bryant, and uh, they have, right now they have 22 different teams. So go ahead and contact either Baker on uh, quick1.com. Uh, again, the information is here, so go ahead and take a look at it. There you have it. So it's Network Quake, not Quake World. There is a difference, just so you know. And I'm not going to go into bother in going into the difference. It would take too long to explain. Just trust me. All right? Okay. Now. <laughs> no, no, no. There's five that I picked out, five different topics that you sent in, and I know we're running out of time, so we will carry this over to the next week as well. Um, also, next week, the show will happen live. Uh, we're also going to go over the uh, 1.12 PvP patch notes that Blizzard has released. If you want to start practicing now for the new patch, go read the Dune series by Frank Herbert. 
that has all the strats in there that you will ever need to know. And it's a good thing my name is Harkonnen uh, I'm in World of Warcraft. So, all right, the first one that, that came in is one, uh, something that people like to see. This one comes in from Spaz. S-P-A-Z-Z-Z. Three Zs. All right. Spaz says, what I would like to see is the players actually have an impact on the environment in which they find themselves. For instance, in the old UO games, you used to have the Armageddon combat, which was different players and different... Rather than read this thing, what happened is different players were in two different factions. You had good and you had bad. And you could decide whoever it was. The GMs and every one of the servers held uh, an event. that they, they made a little tiny place on a separate server. Everybody, you know, got runes to it, and they beamed to this location, and you have at it. The reason is you're, the good guys are trying to protect the chest. Inside this chest is a stone called the Armageddon Stone. You get the Armageddon Stone, and you give it to the bad guy GMs, which are on the other side of this little swamp area that you're fighting, and you create the Armageddon spell. Now, what it was supposed to do, it was supposed to wipe the servers clean. It would actually remove everybody, all the houses, all the characters, everything on a server would be wiped clean. And this would stay for, I don't know, a week or so, and then your characters would come back when the good guys you know, brought back a spell, but the world would change a bit. It was basically a way for Origins to put in a different patch. It was supposed to be something kind of cool. Um, suffice to say, there was never enough bad guys. I think on our personal server, on Catskills, it was about 60 of us against four or 500 guys wearing blue that were, quote-unquote, the good guys. Yeah, we kicked their ass. We killed a lot of them, but we never got the stone. At any rate. But Spaz would like to see something happen, and he uses World of Warcraft as his example, where how um, when they opened up the Anchorage Gates, when we had the... Um, when everybody was harvesting all that crap to send the army into Sithlis to open up the gates. Why can't more things be like that where something on your server doesn't actually take place or doesn't happen uh, until a group of players have done one thing or another? He uses killing the uh, faction heroes as an example. Once Thrall dies, he's dead for good. Now, maybe there's another war chief that could be added. Maybe the Horde would get a debuff for X amount of days until another war chief was quote-unquote selected. Something along those lines. There's not enough games. You know what? And I agree with him. There are not enough games out there. There are a precious few, if any, that have... I Didn't um, didn't the Matrix Online have where they killed off um, Morpheus and Neo or something like that, and they changed the game because of it? I mean, why why can't games incorporate that into? And I understand where the argument, at least in World of Warcraft, makes a little bit of sense, where that they simply don't have the resources to go around and have different th- different events take place in all the servers they have running. Now, the reason why that's a bullshit excuse is the fact that the game rakes in too much money. Can you imagine how big this would be if they had events like the Scourge Invasion that actually meant something happening all the time? I mean, how many of you remember the... I, I, you might have seen video of it, because I'm not sure how many of you actually participated in the um, the um, the closed beta when they spawned Anixia and Ragnaros and they attacked the different cities and they took half the Horde and put them in Ironforge and took half the Alliance and put them in uh, Akinar and Undercity. MXO has... Matrix Online has world events all the time. The problem is nobody plays it. And it does change the game, but it's the developers doing it, not the players. You know what? And, and that's fine. If the developers want to change the game, that's cool. I think Spaz was mainly saying he wants people to actually have uh, an actual hand in what they're actually doing. In changing something, the environment. Having an impact. 
you know, in Ultima Online, if you were, especially when factions were put in, if you took over one of the major cities and you could do it, you got to set the prices for the vendors for everybody, whether you were participating in the factions or not. Whether you were fighting and PvPing or not, you didn't have a choice. If I wanted to be a dick and I was the faction leader, I could ratchet up the prices on all the reagents like 300 apiece. And you couldn't buy them? Hey, that's your tough luck. Now, I can understand where in that particular case it can be abused, but the factions were changing all the time, and a couple of these guys got smart, and what they do is they'd advertise, if our faction takes over X city, we'll make it so the prices are dirt cheap so you can buy from the NPCs all that you like. So everybody would run over to the skilled stone, they'd touch the stone, they'd join that faction, they'd all invade a city, and they'd collapse it. And they'd win the city and they'd try to hold it. That's fun. That was great. Harrow saying that they need to they need to put in capturable cities in World of Warcraft. He, Spaz was using this as an example. I don't think he he's referring specifically only to World of Warcraft. I think in general, and I agree that there has to be some kind of actual changes in the game. And I'm not just talking about MMORPGs. I'm sure there are other kinds of games where that can happen. You know, for instance, you know uh, how I used to read those books, Choose Your Own Adventure? And to, to the degree most games are like that, there are different paths you can go down with your character. Something like that. Enlightenment's saying it's a bit like Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah. I, just more options. Something, something to be unique and different. Well, I, I have no idea. I, and he doesn't go into specifics. I just thought it was one of the better ones that I've read. That you can choose whatever you want. I don't have to be locked into playing for the Horde or playing for the Alliance. I can be whatever the hell I want. I can kill Horde if I want. I can kill Alliance. I don't have to kill anybody. I, no, I'm not... Uh, I am not carrying the torch for Ultima Online. I'm simply saying that that was an actual world. An actual, dynamic, literal fantasy world. These games are not. You can either do A or B. Not both... And only one of the two. There is no C. The safe spots are only necessary in PvE servers. Why? Why does there have to be a safe spot at all? World of Warcraft. Star Wars. The Matrix Online. You know, these are all games built upon conflict between different people. Not just factions, but people in general. Why must there be a safe spot? Go tell the people in northern Israel that there's a safe spot that they can go to, somewhere in Israel, that they won't be hit. If it's literally supposed to be a world, it should act like that. Divine Justice says they should be, be able to look like a horde and spy on them. Is anybody saying that Ultima Alignment to the Guinness Book of World Respect Guinness wrong? Book of World Records in 2000, not sure for what. Mechahawk said there should be an ability to go to war with the Argent Dawn and have the Scourge be a faction. Actually, you can you can go to war with the Argent Dawn. You can. You can get hated by the Argent Dawn. I think somebody did that and was complaining about how they couldn't go back. I, uh, you know. The fiery, fiery, fiery? You spelled that wrong. Fiery. The fury battle between two factions, but with safe zones. Yeah, come on. I want to torch Ironforge. I want to torch Stormwind. 
when I get 40 guys to a grade and go running through the streets pillaging and killing, I don't want to spawn 800 guards that ruin it. Nah, I know we're not going to get into that until next week with 1.12 patch notes. We'll get into that. All right, that is one topic, and I see it's actually pretty popular here. Here's another one. This was actually brought up by our very own Mechahawk. He said that he wants to see a game that takes the point of view of the bad guy for a change. We are actually trying to participate as the bad guy, and you're trying to accomplish goals as such. Not becoming a good guy at the end of it, not being turned to the light side as you progress. Just be the bad guy through the entire thing. There are a few games that I can think of that actually had that kind of perspective. TIE Fighter comes to mind. 7k loss in 10 seconds. Enlightenment. I know a guy who went to war with the Argent Dawn, killed one of the horse guys, and lost 7,000 rep. <laughs> Christ. Well, that's a good way of going to war with him. <laughs> she, yeah, you should be able to join the, the Scourge, like Mecha says. Join the Nerzul's group. Go to Nax Rambus and make it your new base. Wouldn't that be interesting? TIE Fighter was like this, you know, for a flight sim. You played the, the uh, you played the part of a of an Imperial pilot. And you had to fight the rebel scum and you had to work for the Emperor on the side and you had to accomplish X amount of missions and you know, you know blow up transports of refugees and destroy their food stuff so they'd starve, things like that. But you know, that was years ago. Heroes is City of Villains. Yeah, but that's not necessarily the same thing as, it's, say, a one-player game. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, like a Final Fantasy game, except you're the bad guys. Instead of Cloud being a good guy, he you know, still fights for Shinra, and he kicks your ass. And you're in, you're in control of that. Something like that. City of Villains only bounces out of City of Heroes. So you still have that option. And the game started as City of Heroes. It's interesting. It's different. I don't know that it's necessarily... Uh, me personally, I think it's a, I think it'd be a hell of a marketing thing. I think there's a lot of people out there who would like to play as a bad guy. Screed thinks that uh, Tie Fighter is the best flight simulator, even up to date. And I agree, it is the best one I ever played. I haven't played one better since. I did like some of the Wing Commanders. I did like, I really like Privateer. But again, Privateer was another one I really liked. Why? Because you could do anything you wanted. There was no particular thing you had to do. You wanted to accumulate money, you wanted to fight pirates, you wanted to fight Kilrathi, you go and do it. There's a storyline, but you don't have to follow it if you don't want to. Hero said one thing he liked about uh, Star Wars Galaxies is that it's a huge customization of the character. You could do whatever you, whatever faction you wanted, any profession, stuff like that. Well, it was like Ultima Online. You could pick whatever skills you wanted, you could do whatever you wanted. I know a couple guys who, who are, we call them the Orkies, and they go to one of the Orc camps and they'd spend their entire day there role-playing as orcs, even though there was no such thing in the game. And you come across them, they'd attack you, and they'd speak like orcs, and, you know. Z-Money says, do you see the thread in the raiding dungeon forums about the death of the Horde Raiding Guild? What do you mean of the Horde Raiding Guild? Are you talking about a specific guild, or raiding guilds in general in the Horde? Because I know in Mac Theridan, we've got exactly one Horde clan that's capable of doing next Ramus. Kind of. That's it. People are quitting the game on our server by the truckload. Either that or transferring off. I am hoping that we'll be able to get some transfers into Mag Theridan because we have a lot of our guys waiting in the wings with their other characters or 
you know, other old guards we've come in contact with that we thought lost to time uh, have made contact with us and now playing a magtherin with other characters and want to bring them over. Unfortunately, it has not happened yet. So we're hoping that it gets opened up. I think it'd be different. I think it'd be I think it'd be a lot of fun. You know, like um, Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus is coming up. That's coming out with uh, Vincent Valentine. It's like a Devil May Cry type game. Make him the bad guy. Go around and shoot good guys the entire time. I think the reason why I don't see too many of that is because of the PC bullshit we have to go through. Uh, thank you. Um, Grand Theft Auto is an example of a, a, where you can play a bad guy if you want. Uh, essentially, you are. Because of all the negative pieces, oh, we're going to teach our kids that it's okay to go and hit somebody with a sledgehammer or go into a building and shoot a bunch of people. Yes, that's right, the video game did it. It's a dying raid breed. Bread? Z-Money, you spelled breed, B-R-E-A-D. It's a dying raiding bread. Wow, that sounds like a half-baked plan to me. The death of the horde raiding guild bread. I, I know you meant breed, but it's, it's too easy. Macklock says, and this is exactly where I'm going with this, I hate how every story-based game nowadays, the hero has to be morally obliged to do the exact PC thing, the political correct thing. They have to take no civilian casualties, they have to take people alive unless they are attacked, they can't have vendettas at the end of the game, and they can't have character flaws. The most, the funniest games I've ever played were characters that had flaws. I think the Cloud character sticks with me in my memory as far as game and characters go, because he had flaws. He didn't give a shit about most people. He didn't like most people. He was a mercenary. Then we find out he's friggin' possessed, or he was a test tube baby, etc. Uh, you know what? And I don't think raiding. I don't think it's the horde raiding guild that's dying. I think it's raiding guilds in general, folks. You can only do so much before you get bored. A world of Warcraft is not a world where you can do whatever you want. You're pretty much stuck to doing two things. Either PvPing in the battlegrounds, which gets extremely monotonous, and I haven't done it in two weeks and I haven't missed it. The only reason I was doing it was to get the reputation for Rothy Basin. I mean, it's no different than me logging on to a, a, a Quake uh, 1 server or a Unreal Tournament server for half an hour and blowing the shit out of people. Except there, I don't have to hold a node as much and, you know, wait 30 seconds to respawn. I respawn instantly, a lot more fast paced. Excuse me. Hiccups. I know we're out of time. God, that, that hour flew, didn't it? Man, that was like nothing. It's already 10 o'clock. Two minutes, too. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I, I agree. Yeah, what we're going to have to do, folks, we're going to have to get to the rest of these next week. Um... Again, programming note, just so you remember, and looking at the numbers, most of you do. A State of Warcraft airs every Wednesday. It's actually a downloadable show at com, where you can find... Uh, hang on, cue my music if we're going to go ahead and do this. All right, just so you know, next week, what we're planning on doing, we're going to go ahead and do the 1.12 PvP patch notes. And folks, you got to hear this stuff. Hang on. Uh, no, Tiratha doesn't. I know that's about 10 minutes old when you asked me that question, but no, it does not. My apologies. You've got to read this stuff before you, to believe it. All that's, it, invo it involves getting sand. 
Yes, sand. I don't know... I, I don't know what the hell it has to do with anything, what the hell it has to do with PvP, but it does. So, I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, that's... We'll get to that all next week. Um, we'll also get to the rest of your emails. There's three other topics I wanted to get to about things that you would like to see done in games up and coming uh, that you personally features or types or storylines or what have you uh, that you want to see the game industry take a chance on or try and recorporate. Maybe things that you've lost, like Final Fantasy. That's a franchise to me that's lost its way, to give you an example. Uh, also, we'll talk about the PvP patch notes for World of Warcraft again next month. I'm sorry, next week. Don't forget, August 6th, that Sunday, I will not be here. There will be no... I'm sorry, there will be a show. I'm looking for a guest host. If not, then it'll be a taped show you can download. But don't forget, State of Warcraft every Wednesday. Download it at onesyouwereborn.com. You can also find my show's archive there until the new Radio Link site goes live. Again, one quick, uh, a real quick thank you again to our sponsors, theharborbluegroup.com. All your e-commerce needs, check them out. It is for great fun. Uh, folks, let's be honest. I want to thank you for tuning in. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody. <laughs>